T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, that was three for all of you guys trying to count at home. My pinky couldn't quite do it. Nope. It looks like it's a little hurt now, too. There's yep. a little, like, mark on it. It's got a little, little pain on your little Wee. pinky finger. Wee. We're going to bring a style episode for you guys today, 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 today. Our style is rice lagers. And uh, we've actually had, I want to say, a decent amount of rice lagers on this podcast mm-hmm. without really talking about the rice lager style in too much detail. Yeah. We've, you know, mentioned it. I've talked about how it's not my favorite style because I just don't really like rice that much and the rice flavor, uh, which I know is probably blasphemy for most of you, but... And that's wild because I absolutely love rice. It's just uh, something I tend to skip if it's uh, available to me. If I have other options, I will choose against it. Uh, you called me a fat ass two weeks ago because I choose to get <laughs> Mac salad instead of rice when I go to Hawaiian restaurants. I felt so bad afterwards. I was like, oh man, you shouldn't be so mean. Which I did do. Two days later, I went and got Max Salad subbed for my rice <laughs> at Bamboo Grove down here on the South Waterfront, or down here in uh, John's Landing. So, um, and you know what? I didn't regret it for a second because Good. their Max Salad's amazing. Good. Don't. And, Be yourself, uh, Mike. And I had the combo with the shoyu chicken and the Kahlua pork. Oh. So good. So, so, so good. So we'll talk about rice lagers. We have three rice lagers in front of us, all three made with the different types of rice. I think that is the, at least the plan. One of them could be the same as the others, but it just says rice on it. So we're going to say three different types of rice. Sure. Why not? Um, So we'll get to that here in a moment. It's been a while since we've done a style episode too. You can find the podcast most places you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Odyssey app, Omnistitcher, TennedyTheFan.com. You can find us on social media. Instagram.com slash beers on us is our most active page. Frankly, right now, it's our only active page. But you know we have other ones that exist, too. <laughs> at beers on us pod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash beers on us. At least the Instagram posts get posted on those, too, as well. So if you follow those, you'll see the Instagram posts there. And I'm back on Facebook, so maybe I'll give the old Facebook hey, page. Hey, uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Maybe I'll give the Facebook page a little extra love. Congratulations. Uh, you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. And Patrick is at PDD085 on both Twitter and IG. Weekend Beer. I had not not a crazy week in beer, nothing super spectacular. I found, I don't know if I said this in the podcast or just to you off the air, but I found in my pantry two Ruse barrel-aged stouts that I forgot that I had. <laughs> they were laying Ooh, on Christmas top, time. They were laying on top of wine bottles. So I thought they were wine bottles. 
So I was, I haven't had wine in a long time. I've mm. just had some leftover from the divorce actually that's been sitting in the pantry. And I, uh, I was like, Oh, 2020 barrel aged stout, throw those suckers in the fridge. I'll have them this weekend. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I opened the first one, poured it into the glass, took a sip, immediately drain poured it. Yikes. Uh, it was bad. Like not bad in taste. Like it had gone bad. Ugh. Like it was all vinegar. And I was like, this is a year old. Like that's. That seems surprising, which made me wonder if the way I had stored it was at fault. Mm -hmm. I had stored it on its side in a warmer pantry. It wasn't like a controlled room. It's, right. My apartment doesn't have air conditioning, so when it gets hot, the pantry, which is a closed little pantry, gets very hot. Mm -hmm. um, and even if it's cool in there, it's closed, so it's, it keeps a warm temperature. So that could have had an effect on it. Maybe it just wasn't built to be a, an aged stout. I'm not really sure. I didn't look at the bottle. It could have said, please drink fresh instead of waiting mm -hmm. to age it. Um I have another one. It's a different variant of the same one. I'm still going to pour it and see if it tastes like vinegar or not. Um, but I was a little disappointed by that. Not, not not disappointed in Ruse. Just I found it and I was like, ooh, I'm going to have a special night with a cool barrel-aged stout that I, that I aged for a year accidentally. And, and then I didn't have it. Yeah, the barrel-aged stuff, when you start aging it, it's such a tricky thing because the science, you know, isn't really there to tell us what to do. So there's theories, there's ideas, and we try to follow those. But unless you, you know, I've even heard that if you keep it cold the entire time, that will delay its aging process, which kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Right. So it's still something that we're all trying to figure out. Well, I did not figure it out with this one. It could just be the beer wasn't meant to be aged and I just forgot about it for a while. Um, I'll try the the other the other variant and let you guys know next week if it if it was any better, if it, that one aged better or if it was just that's just what's going to happen. I also found a Tahoma Creek uh, in my pantry as well yeah i had one of those two weeks ago it was great so i think that'll that'll probably still be Should good be fine yeah i threw that in the fridge so i'll probably have that as well and i'll let you guys know uh i didn't have anything like crazy delicious this weekend outside of one beer i got i don't know if this is new or if it's uh because their uh, ferment is redoing some of their top and bottom ferments from last year when mm -hmm. they started doing it uh i had their bottom ferment gold ex hood river gold export lager oh my god that was good it was so drinkable. It was everything I want in an export lager, which means it was a little bit maltier and a little bit more of a bready characteristic in the middle. What uh, color was it? It was gold. Okay. Um, like a darker gold or like a straw yellow gold? More straw yellow gold, uh, hence the name Hood River Gold. And uh, it had Hellertau Blanc malts, oh no, Hellertau Blanc hops and Pilsner malts and Tetnanger. Hops. Tetnanger. Tetnanger hops. So it was a pretty traditional style based on how they did it. I just, it was so simple. It was easy drinking. It's 5.7, so it's not going to be like a a super like 4% crushable beer, mm -hmm. but I really, really enjoyed that. So if you see that on shelves, give that one a try. I, I very much enjoyed that one. Otherwise, uh, I didn't I didn't have anything that really stood out. I don't think I had anything particularly bad. I just was like, yeah, you know, well, outside of the, the age beer that didn't age. But otherwise, it was just like, yeah, okay, these are some good beers. Uh, my week in beer has been an interesting one in the sense that, kind of like you, I, I can't remember having something that just kind of blew my mind away. But what I've noticed is, and I think I go in waves of this, and we even had someone reach out to us on Instagram and ask the same thing. I think it was Taylor um, talking to us about hitting a wall with IPAs. Yeah, we like, had that like, what, three or four months ago we talked uh -huh. about that? I've kind of hit that wall again right now where I, I've got the stuff that I know that I like but I haven't been able to find anything newer that I'm really into. 
And so naturally, I've just been drinking lagers. Mm. You know, the kind of the inspiration to do this today was I've been drinking a lot of the chuckanut Japanese style uh, lager, which is really delicious. And I had some Wayfinder Vienna and I've just been, you know, had some Bear Lake Dad beer drink. And I've been gravitating towards lagers, not even because of the weather, but because I just can't find newer IPAs that are really talking to me. Um that does lead me before we get into our topic. Did you see the Chuck and Nut news? Yes. Chuck kind of. Somebody told me yesterday and I already forgot. Chuck and Nut's opening a location in Portland. That sounds amazing. Yes. Uh I thought you would have more details on it because I was told and I went, Oh, Patrick will know this. Yeah, I was told yesterday and then and then we did radio together and after that I just completely forgot about it. I'm gonna see if I can find it uh online real quick. To get the the news article, I will help in this endeavor. Plans to open Southeast Portland Beer Hall. Uh oh, it's going to be over by Barrelick and Beermongers over the Ross Island Bridge. Oh, fun! It's going to be on uh, Southeast Carruthers near Barrelick and Beermongers and the Pine State Biscuits over there. So it's going to go on that little section. That's going to be a fun little section to go get some beers. Yeah. Now you can totally go a couple of breweries and then walk down to Beermongers, grab some cans, go get a good Pine State Biscuit or get ranch pizza from the Barrelick location. Mm-hmm. I'm super jazzed because, uh, look, I'm never going to go to Bellingham on my own. There's no reason for me to go there. I've been there. Yes, you have. As part of your uh, your journeys through the, <laughs> through the Northwest after you left your job. But... um. I would love to try chucking up beer fresh on tap mm-hmm. at a Portland location. So that is fan effing tastic that we can go. There. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, I don't know really what more there is to say about chucking up. They make really, really fantastic beer. And so to be able to have that close is going to be great. I'm excited to be able to taste offerings we don't usually get down here. And, uh, you know, lager game coming on strong in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, the, there's no date on this. It just says they've submitted a liquor license application to open that. And it's just a tap room. They're not brewing there. Uh, it just says a beer hall. Oh, okay. So most uh, likely just a tap room. Probably. I, I would assume so. But still, you're going to get probably the freshest chuck and nut you'll get in Portland yeah. there. It's going to be awesome. Um, So that's Sign very, very exciting. Up. I'd love to go do... Not, not that that area is like the best walking area, but I'd love to like go park my car somewhere and then just like... Meander, meander, drink a bunch of beers at all the locations, and then like, I, should, I guess not park my car, take a lift there, <laughs> drive around, and then go home. There's a Mexican restaurant right next to Apex, catty corner from Beermongers. Excellent. Oh, really? Excellent, excellent. So there's a lot of good spots there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Pine State Biscuits always has a wait, which is I guess the negative, but and I don't wait for biscuits. Their food's really good though. I don't like biscuits. I don't like gravy. Really? Really? Mister, I don't like rice. Looking at me all weird. <laughs> I just, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, not a biscuits. I, I like gravy, but I like like meat dripping gravy, not like this thick gray stuff. I like the dark brown stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Get it. Yeah. Understood. Like gravy uh, for Thanksgiving is great. Biscuits yes. and gravy, not my thing. I'm just very excited to have that all as options right there, especially because we work basically on the other side of the Ross Island Bridge. Mm-hmm. Just a bit, whoop, hop, yep. skip, and a jump over whoop. there. Uh, okay. So, style. Rice lagers. Rice lagers. We got three of them in front of We've us. We've got three of them. This style has become, in my opinion, way more popular in the Portland craft beer scene over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I remember the first one I ever brought in was the Level Sweep the Leg. Oh, yeah. I was like, we did not like that. No, it was it was oxidized, I think, when we got it. But um, it was like two or three years ago that I brought that in. 
my ex-wife had loved it and I was like, Oh, I'll bring it into the podcast. And, uh, that's the, the first one I remember seeing going like, wow, okay, this is like, if we go to a sushi restaurant and get Sapporo or one of the other myriad of Japanese style beers that they will Mm -hmm. have there, this is like, they're trying to kind of mimic that style. And I had never loved the Japanese style of beer. If I went to a sushi place, I would get it because it fits, right? It goes well with sushi. There's an, there's an intentional Mm -hmm. pairing there, but it was just never my favorite thing. And since then I've seen more and more on the shelves and just like I do with hazy IPAs, just like I do with sours, uh, I try really hard to keep trying them and acquire a palate for them and learn things I like in them. And, uh, I've been doing that with sours more recently. I've been picking sours off the shelf of market of choice and just trying to like, this is a kettle sour. Do I like this now? What is the berry that's in this? Do I like it because of the berry? You know, I did that last weekend. Uh, I did it two weekends ago as well. Just trying to find things that I like in the style because I've had sours that I enjoy. I've done that with rice lagers too. And I find them drinkable, just unspectacular. Sure. So I think that's kind of why I, I'm like, ah, they're fine. They're not my thing. But I'm interested because we've got basically three different styles of it in front of us, which I didn't really know was possible. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny that you say that it doesn't, like, talk to you or, like, have a big pizzazz or anything. I think that's kind of the point a little bit. Um, I mean, using flake rice is going to keep, you know, keep your color looking the way you want it, and it's also going to keep the body really light. And it does, it is going to create its own flavor profile, sure. And I really like, I it really enjoy rice, but what I really love about rice lagers is they tend to float around 4.8, mm-hmm. 5%. You can and, have multiple. And yeah, just and that really kind of gets me going. I think it pairs with food really well, not just Asian food, but just kind of food in general. Uh, and you see all different kinds. Like we right now we have the E9 Bonita Siesta in front of us. Uh, it's actually a collab with uh, some uh, with lowercase brewing, and I know those guys. Those guys are really awesome people. And you know this this one's brewed with Spanish paella rice. Interesting. So they're saying you know pairs well with saffron mussels and prawns. Um, and then you know we've got this Occidental, which just hit the streets, Japanese style dry lager. Um, oh, it's their tenth anniversary release. That's really cool. And then we've had this one before, but I figured it'd be fun to bring it in just to kind of compare it. The Shifting Dreams Rice Lager from Ruse Brewing, which is on the shelf somewhere. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. I don't see it at all. <laughs> I found it. Oh, okay. It's somewhere over there. Yep. It looks like it was part of a uh, uh, interactive tasting. Oh, that's pretty far it's right down next there. to that chicha. Oh, that's pretty far down there. Then I thought we had it more recently. Um, yeah. So you said one of these is made with jasmine rice specifically. Uh, the ruse brewing. Let's see. The ruse says this Japanese inspired lager is brewed with German malts and flaked rice for ultra light and refreshing experience. Occidental rarely. Um, puts rarely descriptions puts on. descriptions on there. Yeah, it just says malted barley and rice. Okay. So, I mean, you're still using barley. You're still using hops. You're still using kind of traditional malts used in beer, but you're adding the rice to, again, yeah, it's going to affect flavor profile, but also just keep the body really, really light. And coming into summer, it's exciting that everybody wants to make these because I want to drink them. Yeah, it's uh, also a good time to have Mexican-style lagers, too. They kind of Yeah, those are about to show up as well. Yeah, well, we saw some of them around Cinco de Mayo uh-huh. when they start to kind of come out. But, yeah, I think you'll see more of them now, too. Um, to be honest, I think what's interesting about this E9 one is you said light body. This one has a heavier body to me. I'd agree. It's than, a touch sweet as well. Than other rice lagers, yeah. Um, I also get 
a very heavy flavor of rice off this. It's giving me a big Rice Krispies vibe. Okay. Like, I'm almost as if they brewed it with pun Rice intended. Krispies. Krispies. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Oh, not pun intended. <laughs> good one. I had no idea. I said that. Um, it's good. It's enjoyable. I kind of, I think I like the fuller body version of it mm-hmm. and the lighter body version of it just for my palate. I don't really get much of the Spanish paella difference from other rice lagers I've had, although I guess we'll get a true comparison when we sip on the next beer after this one's finished. But I like the heavier body on this. It, it gives me a little bit more substance. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. I can't off the top of my head recall having specifically Spanish paella rice, you know. So I'm trying to think, you know, I eat a lot of jasmine rice. That's what I eat a lot of and cook a lot of. Well, if you've had paella... I yeah, guess, and I've had paella. I guess just it thinking, just takes on all those flavors. Exactly. Yeah. Just trying to think of just specifically Spanish paella rice. I can't say if I've had it on its own. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I, yeah, I. It's interesting. I agree with you that I think the body of this is a little is a little bigger than what I'm used to. I also like just had the chuckanut Japanese lager, so I'm like, it's like kind of still in my palate. I'm not into the bigger body like you are. Mm-hmm. I think there's a touch of sweetness in this that I don't necessarily want from the Japanese rice lager, which is interesting as we're going to slide over to this Occidental next. Remember, this, this is says, not a Japanese rice lager. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> this this one is a Japanese-style dry lager. Okay. So I'm interested in the vast differences between the two yep. because this is not as dry as like I would want it to be. Yeah. But again, that could be part of the style. Like we have to, you know, it's something that I have to correct myself and check my Myself with multiple times because you can't just because it's not what you want doesn't mean it's bad you know right like i really love my ipas dry but not everybody does and judges don't always love them super dry but that doesn't make it bad or good right and i i mean i helped you catch yourself there is this one is not a japanese style mm-hmm. rice lager it is a spanish paella style rice lager so it is definitely a little bit different well this one's way lighter way Holy lighter yeah cow. Um, but I, I think what I enjoy about that is I kind of enjoy the back end of the palate where it does give me a little bit of that rice crispy flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, Ooh, I kind of, I, I get the rice and it, it's giving me it, for whatever reason, it's giving me a different like memory attachment to it. Mm-hmm. Probably cause snap, crackle and pop. Sure. Sure. You're like thinking about like being at the beach and having rice krispies out of the small little box that your family bought. Cause you've got 16 cereals for three days that you're there mm-hmm. and you're just like the memories kind of come back with that flavor. Yeah, there's something about flaked rice, and and it could be it could be that I just really enjoy rice, so it talks to me. But I remember I don't know if they still do, but when Rainbows and Unicorns first came out uh, from Breakside, that beer had some flaked rice in it to keep the body really light as a session IPA, and I was just in love with it. Mm. So. I mean, I love session IPAs to begin with, but what I'm saying is I would love to see if more people making session IPAs, you know, where else can we use the rice flakes? What else can we do with it besides a lager, you know, because it works really well with lager, but I'm always kind of thinking, you know, oh, let's do more. By the way, one other thought on the E9 beer before we move forward to the Occidental one is when you told me they use Spanish paella rice. That hit me right in the in the feel good for beer scene brain. <laughs> yeah. Because like that's what I've been calling for during COVID and we've seen a little bit of it, but like a lot of people are hitting a wall right now. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do things like what E9 and lowercase did there is a style that people like, but you're super unique with it, mm-hmm. that's gonna get people excited to try it again. Sure. Um, you know, there's uh 
there's so much stuff out there that you could play around with and put into a beer that is just unique and makes a common style that everybody loves slightly different and makes you excited again. Because I think some of it, it's not that the beer is bad. It's not that, you know, you hit a wall because you can't find anything good. It's just that the excitement level is not there because you've been seeing the same beers and tr- having the same style of beer for a long time. There's nothing that's like pulling your eye and saying, try me. This is really cool and unique. Or, if, is- or if that if it is happening, it's in smoothie sours. Which they're putting all sorts of flavors in them. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's, that's what, not beer. That's what I was getting. That's what I was going to get to. It's funny that that you say that because I agree. I'm like, man, there's not a whole lot out there that's really grabbing my attention. When right now we're at the peak of trendy beers in smoothie sours, hazy IPAs, pastry stouts. Like there are people that probably listen to this podcast that are like, you guys aren't hyped. Are you kidding me? I got this pancake stout and I got this. You know, raspberry puree, smoothie sour, and I got this hazy double IPA, and they were all awesome. I'm so jacked to find more. It's funny that we are almost old man yelling at the clouds mm-hmm. in the sense of, ah, oh, there's nothing really cool going on. To where you walk into any bottle shop, and they now have sections of smoothie sours and yep. pastry stouts I will and say, hazy doubles. And a little bit opposite of you is because I love stouts, I have tried almost every pastry stout I've come across. Mm-hmm. Um I just find them to be too artificially sweet. Mm. It's like the flavors can be good and you have like a little burst on your palate of like, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, oh my God, it's too sweet. Oh my God, high fructose corn syrup. Oh my God, yep. it just tastes like that. Yep. And that's not what, especially as a stout drinker of someone who likes barrel aged stouts the most, uh, but also has really fallen in love with like oatmeal stouts. Mm-hmm you don't get any of the fake sweetness in those beers. Right. And this, it's like so obvious that it's like fake, fake sugar Mm -hmm. that it's like, it kind of, it kind of breaks apart the interesting flavors you put into it. Uh, I'll be honest. I'll probably try it at some point, but you will never catch me drinking a smoothie sour. First of all, sours are not my style. Second of all, that doesn't look like a beer to me. (laughs) I I don't think I could literally pour that in a glass and go, I'm going to have this as beer (laughs) when it's, clinging to the side of the glass and like daiquiri red um and then uh, like like you mentioned that hazies i i continue to try hazies i continue to try double hazy ipas i just want to find the ones that i like a lot uh so i'm a little bit different in that sense but yes i i still struggle with those as well uh this occidental beer is interesting it is so much lighter than the e9 beer Mm -hmm. almost to the point where it feels like flavorless until the back end of the palate yeah it's like this is liquid in my mouth and then you get the rice character at the very very end um well it almost this is, this, it almost looks like a seltzer it kind of does yeah this is the style that i tend to dislike more mm. in the rice lagers because it just doesn't give you a lot of flavor it's just very smooth it's a it's not bad it's just i like more flavor pop and this one's just giving me kind of very mild see this intricacies. is this is such a i'm really glad we did this style because you and i couldn't be more different I'm really into this. I love how light this is. I love how subtle and nuanced the flavors are, that it's nothing overpowering or beating my head in, and I'm kind of really into that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I've gotten into Krispies. Uh, that was always kind of like you were mm-hmm. into the nuance of it. I've gotten into them more. I find them enjoyable. But this, like, it just feels, like, so light mm-hmm. that maybe my palate just can't find the nuances. I'm like... 
this is beer, this is beer, this is beer. Oh, there's some rice. Oh, the sip's <laughs> over. You know, it's like I can't, like, figure out what's going mm. on. Well, you know, I mean, they do use a lot of rice in your Bud Lights and Coors Lights. You know, I mean, you could argue that those are rice lagers as well. Um, I think most of the flavors that come from those beers are off flavors, honestly, like, you know, seal aldehyde and things like that. But, uh, urine, I mean, what, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I'm into this It's sterile and I like the taste. I know I'm, I'm into this a lot because this is what I would drink instead of drinking a Bud Light is this Occidental dry lager using rice. Like mm-hmm. I'm way, way into this. And I mean, we, I feel like we haven't mentioned this in a while or had a beer like this in a while, but is this not a beer that you could bring Bud Light, Coors Light drinkers to the dark side? Bring them over to the craft beer side if you give them this? Maybe. Yeah. I think that would be a... This might be honestly... Someone's going to go, why doesn't it taste like green apple? <laughs> oh, God. Why doesn't it taste like cream corn? Well, because it's not terrible. This uh, this might be the best beer that we've ever had on this podcast to pass across the table to yeah, one of those drinkers. Yeah, it really might be. Because it is very, very neutral Mm -hmm. uh in the beginning which i think a lot of those beer drinkers they don't really care about the flavor they're just drinking it because it's what they have exactly so i feel like this would be a good kind of entrance into it because it has some of those nuanced pop flavors at the end it has a very very drying back into the palate by the way now that i finished my glass Mm -hmm. my palate's like the desert yeah um it's almost like a palate cleanser yeah it kind of is so, yeah, I think this might be one of the best ones we've ever done. Because we've talked about, we did that episode, I think it was like episode four, like introducing craft beer to non-beer mm-hmm. drinkers. And we talked about reds and ambers because they're very like uh, balanced There's styles. a sweetness. It's not overly aggressively hopped. You can get some hops. You can get some malts. There's different avenues you can mm-hmm. go. Uh, I think we did talk about Occidental in that episode as well for some of their more classic German style beers. But I love that alt beer. But God, I love that alt beer. I think this might be one of the best ones we've done for that. For yeah. sure. You ready to get your mind blown by something? Okay. This beer is five percent. Wow. Isn't that wild? How much? Oh, this one's five point two. Yeah, this one. The, this one's five point. The the E nine is five two, and the ruse that we're about to try is five percent as well. And the E nine, you can kind of tell it's five two. I don't mean like alcohol wise, but just because of the body. Just because of where the mouthfeel in the body is, you're like, okay, yeah, 5.2. This is so light colored and so dry when you drink it that to see 5% is almost like, are you lying to me? You almost feel like it should be like 3.8%. Yeah, yeah. It's like, are you lying to me? <laughs> and I think that's another thing that I like about it so much. I mean, I wish we so could you have... still get drunk yeah. drinking this beer. <laughs> I wish we could, you know, I I wish more people were into it and it could be a, a cheaper price point. It's just not of drinking more fully flavored 3.8 percent beers whether it's ipas or stouts or lagers um it's just hard to do and i just don't know if it's ever going to come across and people don't want to pay for it but to know that this beer tastes like it's 3.5 percent and it's actually five percent uh i'm 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 into that because yeah let's get drunk um okay so we got one more to go this one we've had but i think it'll be very interesting to try it now on the back of the other two rice lagers uh this is the ruse and I, when we had it, if 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 I'm correct, which I'm pretty confident about, it was an interactive tasting room. Mm-hmm. That's more of like when we do those. Yes, we're we're breaking down the individual beers that we taste, but we're also comparing them to the other ones. Yeah, you know, it's almost like a how do you shop sort of situation. To where this and comparing this to other ones, I'm I'm kind of excited. It will be the first can on the COVID wall uh, that is a repeat. Oh, it is the it will be the only repeat up there. 
Yes, it will. Yeah, I'm. I was going to say I'm did, like 99 confident. Well, in we that. did the Logsdon Breakside one, um, which is also rice uh, and jasmine. But we had had that in like our weekend beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had brought it into the podcast. Yeah, I brought it in. No, no, no. Before that. Oh, one. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it, but we hadn't. Yeah, added that, on the show that's twice. like a. One we've done multiple times, but it was only off the air and then on the air. So yeah, I think you're right. This might be the first one that oh well, beer of the week. Yeah, like, I just remember that too. Like I was seven like, times. oh, there's beer of the week. Whoops, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's try the ruse one. I'm kind of wondering if this is going to fall in the middle mm-hmm. because the Occidental was so light and the E9 was very full bodied. I wonder if this is going to kind of fall somewhere in the middle. The color is very similar to the Occidental. It's a little yep. bit more yellow. Yeah, it's a little more beery. As 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 Natalie Baldwin to say, I like yellow beer. This is a lot more yellow beer because the Occidental, <clears throat> like you said, it kind of looked like seltzer. Yeah, it almost looks like seltzer. Um, which you know, I've I can't believe I'm going to say this and admit it out loud, but I drink a lot more seltzers now than I used to. Um, just trying to watch the old figure get out. Yeah, I know. I know. Get out. I'm just trying to you know, these love handles don't quit, and I'd like them to eventually quit. Would you? Does, yeah. it, does your does your partner not enjoy holding the love handles and uh, cuddling on them? Oh, we're waiting till marriage. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, she loves me. I'm She's sorry. like, your body is so hot, and I'm like, my body is so squishy and round. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my girlfriend says. And she's like, no, you're so sexy. I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I look at myself every day naked when I get out of the shower because when I get out of the shower, there's a long skinny mirror right in front, and you and pop you're just out, like, Ugh. and I just look at him like, you are disgusting. <laughs> Why would anyone on this planet find you attractive? (laughs) Uh, And I I took a sip. Yes, this is directly in the middle of both Directly in the middle? Um, Oh, it has has, the aroma on this, though, I think is a lot more than the other three. Like, I haven't even taken a sip, and I just smelled it as I always do. Yes, this aroma is a lot stronger. It's a lot stronger. And and before I taste this... And you've tasted this, so I'll I'll give you first dibs at it. I wonder if this one is, and maybe knowing the Ruse Boys a little bit, I wonder if this one is more aggressively hopped oh, than it the might other be. two. It does kind of have a little bit more bitterness that, to it. Yeah, that it's got the rice flakes, just like the other threes, just like the rice lager style they're going for. But I wonder if they're going to be more aggressive in the hop category. Because, you know, the Occidental guys, they, you know, they do German beer with the Northwest twist to it but they're not as hot <clears throat> they're know. not as hopped they do have some loggers that are aggressively the northwest pilsner for example that beer is aggressively hopped i don't know enough about e9 to really make that kind of call so i won't E9's in olympia the t- tacoma olympia something like tacoma that. tacoma um so i don't know them well enough to make that call <clears throat> but what I know from drinking Ruse beers is I would not be surprised if it was more aggressively hopped. Well, the, the first thing I notice is the rice is not on the back end, but it's on the front end. Mm. The first two beers, the rice comes in late. This one, the rice hits you right off the top. And then it kind of... It kind of finishes like a lager. Yeah. And then it kind of mellows out through like the Like a lager. Sip. What does that mean? Well, it is a lager. I know, but it, it's such a broad term. So is a Baltic porter, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah... We it, all know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It finishes like, yeah, like a traditional, you know, not like a Hellas, but maybe a little checky, maybe a little Czech style mm-hmm. on the back end. It has that kind of that 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 skunky... There's a little bite. Yeah, yeah Eastern European Heineken-y kind of thing like that. Um, I think it, it falls in the middle because it's the body is still light, although it's I feel like it's anchored a bit by the rice right off the top. It makes it it's almost like it's tricking you into thinking it's a heavier body, even mm-hmm. though it really mellows out as it goes through. Yeah. So the E9 is the heaviest body. 
this is just right. Yeah. And the Occidental is very light bodied. Yeah, this will meet us in the middle. If you, Mike, if you were going to buy one of these again, which one would you go for? The E9 one. Really? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I think it's my least favorite of the three. I, I don't think it's bad by any means. I think it's my least favorite of the three. Like I said, this style does not speak to me. That one is unique enough where it changes the style from what I don't enjoy in it, or mm -hmm. at least what I find very average, to actually make it a little bit more interesting. Oh, so, that's really rad. I like the fuller body. I like the rice flavor at the back end more than I like the rice flavor in these two beers. I would pick the E9 and the lowercase brewing collab. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, I'm going to poop all over what you just said, but I think it's, I, I and this is why I love doing this with you because Gee, we're thanks. so different <laughs> to where I, I want the Occidental, like without a doubt. And I've had this ruse shifting dreams many, many times um, because I think ruse's lager game is kind of really underrated. Um, I know they make a lot of hazies and people get really behind that, but I think their lager game is pretty strong. Um, but I'm, I, the, the Occidental, I just can't get over. I drink this style hoping for the uber light body these subtle nuanced flavors so it's just like you you know in the sense of where our palates are what we like i'm going to gravitate more towards the occidental mm -hmm. what's the best beer of these three you know i don't know that answer it's kind of like um uh what was god we were just thinking about this there was there's a style oh italian pilsners like this style to me reminds me of italian pilsners in the sense that we don't know what the ultimate litmus test is you know when you have a pale ale you know you have sierra nevada you have sierra nevada pale ale whoa and you sit there and you're kind of like well that's like the base model of what a pale ale is mm -hmm. look at you forcing that back in there <laughs> the japanese lager on the other hand like the italian pilsner well is something that we don't and i would even argue like the hazy ipa which is finally starting to get there we don't know you know whether it's whether it's BA giving us specs on it, you know, what GABF judging is going to be about on it. We don't quite know that yet. So this style is something that I can't wait to see evolve and see if it does get to a point where it's like, this is what you're trying to make. I know there's Sapporo and things like that. Well, that's what I was going to say is that's the baseline is the classic Japanese rice lagers that exist. Yeah, I agree. But I guess I'm looking for the baseline in craft mm. and not macro, you know, like Sapporo, they're making hundreds of thousands of barrels of that a year mm -hmm. you know so i'm interested where the you know the breweries that make twenty thousand barrels a year what is the litmus test for a rice lager so it sounds like you're looking for the northwest litmus test then yeah basically basically yeah yeah, yeah. i'm looking for something that you know i'd love to you know whether i you know whether it's ben parsons ben edmonds or somebody like that you can say hey what is the ultimate dry? What is the ultimate Japanese style rice lager? I think or not Japanese, I should say, but rice, rice lager. I think the difference I'd be between to ask them and see what they say. That and the Italian pilsner is that the Italian pilsner is not a real style, right? It like was created out of nothing, and now everyone's doing it, <laughs> right, right, right. Whereas this has existed. Okay, fair. That's good, where good I think point. the difference. Good, is. good point. It's similar with the hazy. The hazy was created out of nothing. It mm -hmm. was like, oh. We can do this now. Mm. And then everyone jumped on board and it's become huge. I mean, the East Coasters would argue they've been doing it for two decades. But just because you don't filter doesn't mean it's a hazy IPA. Yes. <laughs> very, very true. Ask our friends in Corvallis at Block 15. Yes. You know, sometimes their beers are just unfiltered. And they're just like, it's an unfiltered IPA. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's the a East difference. Coasters are like, you know, we created hazies first. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're just lazy. 
Clean you, that S up. You created New England style yeah, IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Which is unfiltered. Um, yeah. So I, I would say that's a little bit of a difference, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be curious to see if this style continues to gain. I don't know if popularity is the right word, but more like more breweries interested in fiddling around with it and throwing rice lagers out there. The most exciting thing I learned today was I didn't know this when I bought it is that this E9 beer is a collab with Lowercase. I love those guys. I love Lowercase. If you find Lowercase beer, drink it. They just make like traditional styles, traditional German styles, and that's what they like. And they have got a cute little tap room in South Seattle. Go. They're awesome people. Awesome, awesome beer. So if you go up to Seattle, mm-hmm. go to Rubens. Go to Rubens. You can go to Rubens up on the north side in Ballard, and then you can go to a baseball game in in Soto, and then you can get to lowercase after that. And you can and, also go to Fremont if you want. And if you really want, there's a great notion right next door to the lowercase. Literally oh. right next door. Oh, really? They share a parking lot. Oh. And my, my, my buddies at lowercase said that you could get a lawn chair out there with a six-pack of beer, and you could take notes. And as people get out of their car, they know instantly which one they're going to. <laughs> like like someone literally gets out of the car, closes the door, turns, and before they even look at where they're going, and they're just judging faces, they're like, we know exactly where they're going. We know if they're coming to us or if they're going to Great Notion. It's Ooh. a really funny thing. I would love to do that. I'd be very curious what they would think about me. Because... Oh, yeah, you would be an interesting one. You little... are obviously going to lowercase. Exactly. I think if I get out of a car, like... And and it is judgment, and I'm not throwing these guys under the bus because I accentuated this conversation with them. But the way I dress, the way I hold myself, you know, I have a I have a full sleeve of tattoo, like not not to like brag or think I'm cool or anything, but I think I have craft beer guy written all over me. Yes. You, on the other hand, I'm not sure because you don't look like hazy IPA I don't, pastry stout, bro. But I don't look like a German style beer guy either. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I'd be the most perplexing of the parking lot. I'll team. plant you as a mole. <laughs> and I'll be like, they're going to get out and they're like, oh my God. And you have to like wander around your car and not look at the breweries. And you have to like look in the, in the, because it's actually a really kind of cool view of Seattle from the south side. And you just look around and I just want to see these guys. No, man, he's going to Great Notion. No way, dude, he's coming to us. And I'll be like, he's definitely going to lowercase. And they'll be like, dude, no, man, I think you're wrong. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I start like going to act on the Great Notion, then I make a zigzag yeah, yeah. back. You like walk up and you're like, oh, no, this isn't where I want to go. And then you turn back. That would be, yeah. They're like, ah! yeah! <laughs> anyway, I and I bought, I got a t-shirt from those guys. It says in the uh, Run DMC logos, it says Run ESB. And it's one of my all-time favorite t-shirts. That's a great shirt. Because I love ESBs. As do I. As do uh, I. We should do ESBs. Maybe I'll find somebody to come in and talk to us about ESBs. That's one that we have talked about a couple times, but we just haven't done. I just love that style. And I feel like there's never them. a lot of them out there. No, nobody makes them because nobody buys them because it has the word bitter in it. Even though it's not. No. God! Yeah. Go have an Inkasi Total Domination. That, my friend, is bitter. Well, what was the IPA we had last week that was super bitter? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was the coin toss and the Montevilla. The coin toss Montevilla. I was like, damn, this is bitter. That was soup's bit. Way more bitter. Soup's bits. <laughs> What's up, Great Notion, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zigzag right back to lowercase. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was right. Like there I have never had an ESB as bitter as that catch a tiger by yep. uh catch the tiger by uh Montevilla coin toss. I told the story a couple weeks ago or whenever we last talked about this. What is time? Um <laughs> That when I first went to the shoots, when I first moved here, they had Bachelor Bitter, 
mm-hmm. on their like oh, I seasonal that. menu. Yeah, I remember that beer. And I was like, why would I have that? Yeah. And I'm like, I like multi beer. Why would I have the Bachelor Bitter? Yeah. I should have had the Bachelor yeah, Bitter. Yeah, that's totally your beer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I wound up having it many years later and being like, man, I was an idiot. Because I, I was like, I, I actually read the description and it right. was like, multi English style beer. And I was like, huh, I'll try this. I think they used to package that beer. I think you used to be able to get six pack, twelve ounce bottles of Probably. that beer. It sounds similar to their other packaged beer names. So, oh yeah, I mean like yeah, Bachelor Bitter, mm-hmm. Mirror Pond, Pale yeah. Ale, just Black some, Butte, Porter. a local yeah. geographical yeah, yeah. place. Oh yeah, dude, in, style in Bend, of beer. totally. Yeah, Bachelor yeah, yeah. Bitter. Oh, oh, I remember that. beer. I'm sure they still make it every once in a while. You'd have to small batch yep. in the pub only. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, why not? That's a place I haven't been in a while. Me neither. The downtown Deschutes. Well, I mean, do we go anywhere these days? No. Well, now we're starting to. But even prior to COVID, I had been like once in five years. You know what, Mike? I will do my damnedest, and we're going to go to Deschutes in the Pearl, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get somebody to come on and talk to us. Okay. Because I think that'd be cool. Let's, do, Let's do Deschutes. Okay. Why not? Why not? We owe them everything. We love them. Well, not every, them everything. We, we owe like the McMinimins and the, the Widmers. and. Well, hey, we've been to McMinimins. We have done McMinimins. Widmer doesn't exist anymore. That is also correct. Bridgeport doesn't well, exist anymore. Widmer exists. No, Widmer does not exist anymore. <laughs> Bridgeport doesn't exist anymore. No, that definitely does not exist. So, we've done most of the OGs. Yeah, I could probably get out to Full Sail, too. Yep. All I'd want to do at Full Sail is just talk to him about Henry Weinhardt's. That's all I want to talk to him about. <laughs> Yo, so this Blue Boar thing, you know. 17-year-old Patrick really wants to say thank you <laughs> for dreaming about drinking Blue Boar when he turned 21, of course. Of course, of course. Of course. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. That place is always hopping, too. It'd be very, very good amb- Lively. ambience. Ambience. All right, let's do Beer of the Week, huh? You yeah, brought, why not? You brought Beer of the Week this week? I got a Beer of the Week. Yeah, I got one okay. in the fridge. You, we asked this yesterday, and I forgot what I said. I think it was your turn. Anyway, it's my turn, and then I went and picked up these... These rice lockers, and I started driving in and went, ah, oh, crap. I forgot to get something different for a beer of the week, but I remembered I got one in the fridge. Always prepared. That you haven't had. That's next. Beers on us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. Oh, that was quick. Here, some else with Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. I did not mean to do that. I meant to grab the top and just kind of hold it and get it ready for when you finish, and then it just went click, and I went, "Oh, okay." I had done like the beers open. <laughs> I did the but it just click. Uh, okay, so this was sitting in the fridge. Yes, yes. I was given this. I was given this by. Um, gosh, I feel so terrible. I can't remember his name. Um, he is a delivery driver for uh, Day One. Okay. Our good friend Robbie over there, one of his employees, gave me this. This is Juicy Bits, which is a hazy IPA from Weldworks Brewing Company in Colorado. Um, Definitely one of the, I don't know if it's fair to call Weldworks a hype brewery, but these guys are definitely one of the go-to hazy breweries in Colorado. Okay. so are This we, beer's less than 45 days old. Are we expecting then, with the name Juicy Bits, maybe a little bit more of like a a hype version of the hazy versus like a, a hazy that we enjoy. You know, my friend, I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I've had Weldworks beer before, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Brewed with Citra Mosaic Eldorado. Okay. The fact that they tell us. I also the feel are... like we've had a Weldworks beer on the podcast. Really? Or because it sounds really familiar to me. 
This is going to be such a different beer than what we just had. Yeah. <laughs> um, I For whatever reason, this has given me a lot of memories. I'm not sure why. It's in Greeley, Colorado. Yeah, I don't even know where Greeley is. Let not me look in, it up. Not in Denver. Let me look it up. Um, if the can, I live close to Greeley. If the can is any indication, it is in northeast Colorado somewhere. <laughs> Greeley, Colorado. Greeley, Colorado. It's outside. It's right next to Fort Collins, northeast of Boulder, which is northwest of Denver. Okay. So you've got Denver, and then you go a little northwest, and you get to Boulder, and then you cut over northeast to Greeley, and then just a little bit back northwest, you get to Fort Collins. I think there's a lot of breweries that are in... The, the I-25 corridor. I think all of those towns up that have breweries that I've heard of. Oh, yeah, like Fort Collins for sure, Boulder, Greeley now. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the Weldworks Hazy IPA with Mosaic, Citra, and El Dorado Hops. To be fair, it says India Pale Ale. So they I are, just know with the name of Juicy Bits, I would never buy this. So they thinking are like, oh, a juicy West Coast IPA. So they are misleading us as per usual. Well, I don't know. This one's tough because it's called Juicy Bits. Yeah, okay. you know, you're kind of, you see Juicy Bits, and I'm like, all right. This Unless is every be hazy. single beer you make is a hazy IPA, or every IPA you makes hazy, you label it as hazy. Please, 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 dear effing God. And I don't know a whole lot about this brewery, so maybe that's what they do. Maybe they do other beers, but the hazy is uh, is kind of their jam. Well, it looks like a hazy. Yep. It's giving me the... Uh, it's got a little chalky color to it. It's giving me the like lemonade orange juice color, and it smells a little chalky, mm-hmm. which I mean, makes I definitely me a little sm- nervous. I smell hops. Yep. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing. Like, I don't normally drink... I mean, honestly, I don't drink a whole lot of beer outside of the state of Oregon or Washington. I drink a little bit of California, um, but outside of that, I'm, I don't drink a whole lot of this stuff, so I'm curious... You know, what does a Colorado hazy taste like? I know what Oregon hazies taste like. Um, a Colorado hazy tastes like an Oregon hazy with a little bit less chalk. It gives a lot of juice flavor. Oh. There's kind of like a, there's a little chalkiness. Yeah. And then the juice comes in and then the back end is not great. Um, so I, to me, this is like a typical... Hazy. Hazy. Like yeah. a hype, like a hype hazy maybe, or just like what has become a hazy beer is it, it's it's more drinkable for people who don't like the bitterness of hops, mm-hmm. but it, it it's trending too far into the juice range for my palate. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's got it's got um it's got some really cool hop character in the middle mm-hmm. that I'm kind of really into. Um I think that's a lot of the mosaic talking. I think that's what breaks up what would normally be a chalky bit, mm-hmm. it kind of, <clears throat> it, it really does. Chalky bit? Yeah. See what you did there? Yeah. That's the juicy bit right there, is you do get that hot flavor in the middle that just like bursts out, which is, that is enjoyable, um, but uh, it's it's more of a typical hazy, which my palate does not quite enjoy. I think there is a to be desired of this beer that actually works out in my favor. The back end completely drops off. Like once you get to the back end, it's gone. Pew. Adios. Which kind of is okay with me. It doesn't leave a lingering flavor. Yeah, because of of all the beers that can leave lingering flavors, like I still have some rice lager, some of that ruse. I think that's that Czech mm-hmm. style, like that I was explaining. I, I have some know of that if, dryness from the Occidental. Yeah, there, and too. I don't know if it's Czech style, but that's what I'm relating it to. I still have that in the back of my mouth because this just goes 
Adios. Which, if I were forced to drink hazies, or if I got a hazy unknowingly and drank it, this might be more my style because the back end drops off, but I still want bitterness. And there's there's virtually no, none. There's like negative bitterness. Yeah, it's like virtually there. no perceived bitterness. However, it is not cloyingly sweet. Nope. It is juicy. It's got a lot of like like orange juice, pineapple juice, mango juice characteristics to it. There's less chalk. There's still a little bit of that. There's some, there's some decent hot flavor in the middle. Um, I don't like the back end. You said it kind of falls off. Something in the back end is not sitting well with me. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for what we poured, when I saw what you poured, I went, oh, boy. Yeah. Whoops. This is this is better than I expected it to be. Well, good. Um, but still, it's it's a typical hazy, which if you know the two of us and if you're listening to this podcast, you almost certainly do at this point. Uh, it's not our thing. 6.7%. Keep cold and drink now. I let it sit a little longer than I probably should have, but it's under 45 days. Uh, there, uh, you know how like you get to Georgetown beer and it says, because warm beer sucks mm-hmm. on the top. This one says dialed in beer. Okay. Yeah. I feel like brewery mottos are strange. I think they're really strange too. I don't think you need a motto for your brewery. I know. I don't think so either. But what's the motto at Von Ebert? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, 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 Do they have one? What Blank the boar. Oh, right. What's it? Hail the boar. Hail the boar. Yeah. Oh, right. But they don't like put that on all their cans, do they? I don't know. I know they have a sandwich and a pizza called Hail the boar. Sure, sure, sure. Is that sandwich good? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably really Pizza's good. Pizza's good, too. Sounds great. I had that at the the one by me. I got oh. the Hail the boar pizza. It was well, good. It was good. I asked them there, by the way, for those who have gone to the Cascade Station and the Cedar Mill locations mm-hmm. they said that they are going to put von ebert signs up in replacement of the by design pizza signs. oh yeah they just haven't got there yet there's like von ebert stickers on the windows right oh, now and i i think that will help those locations a lot because for people driving by they'll be like oh okay a pizza place if you drive by and you see von ebert it might be like mm-hmm. oh well i'll tell you what cascade station me and the lady you know we go down there not frequently but we go down there decent enough to shop cuz mm-hmm. you know there's there's some stuff there and Target we're both, yeah and we're both IKEA people and, Best Buy. and so you know there's some and she lives in Camas so you know going to Cascade station isn't that big a deal for us so i'm really pumped that that thing's there just so i can be able to go to it yeah. uh the old one i don't know if they still use it anymore but our friends our good friends over there at Berlick one would call us besties uh, they their motto used to be "Does a bear lick in the woods?" Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. I don't know why I love that so much, but but there's a difference between having that as like a a mantra and having something on every can. Yes, that is true. That yeah. is true. I do have a sticker on my water bottle from Bear Lick that says "Oregon, where the people are pure and the water is beer." <laughs> yep. I was like, God, I love you guys. That is that is certainly true. Um, okay, so there's our beer of the week. It's a Weldworks Juicy Bits Hazy IPA. It's a little bit. Typical hazy for us, but if you like hazies and you can, uh, well, you're probably not going to find this here. But if you go to Colorado and you have a chance to go there, you will probably oh, enjoy no, I, this beer. I, I got it. It, it. I thought you said somebody just gave it to you. Well, you gave it to me, but I think that's because he was dropping off cases, and he oh. was like, "Oh, here, bud, have oh, one." Oh, okay. And I was like, "Oh, thanks." Okay, so maybe you can find this. Well, and the can was a little beat. Like I think it, another beer exploded because there's some like dried beer on it. Yeah, you can see that. On so he's like, no, "I can't really sell this here, bud. You have it. <laughs> Take my extras. Yeah. Take my runoff." I was thinking uh, about this for next week. Let me look at the board here. Well, we might be doing Pelican next week. 
Okay, but if we're not doing Pelican next week, I think we should sneak in an interactive tasting room again. Okay. It's been a little while since we've yeah, done one. I mostly just want to fill the wall up as soon as possible. Okay. Well, COVID's almost over, so you want to like fill it with the COVID beers. Because we're yeah. going to stop after COVID, right? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm thinking about ditching the bottles on the other you side. You called it the COVID wall. I know, I know. But I'm thinking about ditching the bottles on the other side and just start you? again from the bottom to the top. That's our entire... 12 days of Christmas stone and it's just not as sexy as oh, whatever. the cans. The cans it's are not a, so sexy. It's not about the sexiness as much as it is about the journey. Ah, uh, you just really, really want to speak to the hippie side of me, huh? Yeah. It's not about the beer, man. It's about the journey, bro. Yeah. All right. You love journeys. I do. Don't stop believing. God, I hate that song. Hold on to that feeling. Streetlights. Okay, we're done. People. My favorite Journey song, though, on the reel, is When the Lights Go Down in the City. Mm, yep. That's. And the sun shines on the bay. Yeah, I'm into that. Also, Journeys is the name of a shoe store. That is true. At the mall. Every time I ever walked by a Journeys at the mall, I was like, that's clearly not for me. I was like, I don't know what's in there, but I don't think that place is for me. Based on the logo alone, you're <laughs> yeah. like, this is for 15-year-old like, girls. I was like, that is not where I need to be. Nope. Um, all right. So, yeah, we might be doing our second Pelican episode next week. It's been a little bit more of a challenge to find dates that match for everybody because... I've got a little vacation coming up, or two of them coming up in the I next few weeks. I got a little weeks. bit as well. You have one, and they, I think, are also doing some trips for themselves. Uh, I think we are for certain going down there uh, the second weekend of July, either of the locations. Yeah, whether that's yet. number two or number three is yet to be determined. And then they're trying to get a midweek one with us, which we got to clear with the boss. So uh, we'll have a couple of those coming up for you. But yeah, if we're not at Pelican next week, Interactive Tasting Room will be next week. Ooh la la. We'll see you then. Subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. We love you all. Have a very good rest of your week. Cantorces. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 